Hi, blessed children of God. And greetings to you all again. I trust all is going well with you. Well, quite excited to continue with one of our last uh, lessons concerning angels. Well, um, I know it has been just a lot of facts. And I know we want to get to a place where we want to see and know how angels can be useful to us. Anyway, we'll get to that place. I trust that you are, you are ready to go through this. Well, we are going to start today and deal with angels um, in the New Testament. And uh, the New Testament, uh, we can at least go and touch most of it. Um, well, the book of Revelations is full of the work of angels. In fact, whatever's happening on this earth historically, and what is busy happening and what's going to happen, a lot of it is because of the work of angels, if we would study the book of Revelations. But anyway, we're not going that way. Well, the question is, how many times did angels in the New Testament interact with humans? And what was their purpose for each visit? Well, the answer is that more than 20 interactions uh, with humans have been experienced with angels listed in the Gospels and... Uh, and the rest of the New Testament. <clears throat> anyway, let us get right into it and see one of our first um, interactions or experiences of angels in the New Testament. The first uh, New Testament interaction with an angel, we remember, happens there to Zacharias, and we're putting them in numerical order as, as it was recorded in the New Testament. Amen? To Zacharias, in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 1, verse 11. And Zacharias was in J Jerusalem's temple. He is told his wife Elizabeth will bear a son whose name will be John, or they should name him John the Baptist. And the angel told him, when he asked the angel, how can this also be, and his, probably his unbelief was there, the angel said, well, you will not be able to speak until the day that child is born. Amen. This is recorded right there in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 11. And we can read up to verse 20. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord." And shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from the mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well, stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not be able to speak, until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not the words which shall be fulfilled, which are fulfilled in thine ears. Amen. And uh, we can go down also to verse 26, and it says, and in this, Sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Lazarus. And this time, we see the angel Gabriel going 
to visit Mary, amen, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his sayings, and cast in her mind, and what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdoms there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the holy and the power of the higher shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with who, uh, with her who was called barren. Amen. And so we see these two visitations of angels. Amen. Gabriel, who is also an archangel. And... Uh, what do we learn from this? That God's plans for mankind is put into motion through the angels. And these plans are given to the people involved. Amen. In this case, it was Zacharias and his wife and also now to Mary. Amen. And then amazingly also, in the book of Matthew uh, one sixteen, let me just give a summary first of all. Amazingly, Joseph receives at least three separate visits from angels. Uh, he received one regarding marrying Mary. In other words, the angel said he should not uh, leave her alone. He should keep her. And that uh, he should not be, in other words, uh, ashamed of her because the baby inside of Mary was from God. And she did not know any man. And, and so Joseph was prepared for having Jesus as uh, physically as his son. Amen. And uh, the second and the other two somewhat later that revolve around the protection of Jesus from Herod. Okay? Uh, well, if you want to read, there's from Matthew uh, 1, 18 and verse 18 and 20. Uh, if we go there to the book of St. Matthew, chapter 1. Okay? We'll read from verse 18 there. And it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary for thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. And that was... Uh, a remarkable visitation in, in the life and history of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If we go on to chapter 2, and if we read there in verse 12 to 13, it says there, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. 
how necessary it was that the angel had to intervene for the protection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Because this is historical. This was important that nothing should go wrong. Amen. And we read there further on in verse 19 and 20. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream again to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of, of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. Hallelujah. And now, thank God for angels who intervene for the protection of our Lord and Savior. And so too, for us also, angels will come to our help, and they will come to warn us and help us, and we've got to believe and be ready concerning angels coming to, to help us, to protect us. Amen? And then an angel announces to Bethlehem's uh, shepherds that Jesus has been born. They are also told where to find the newborn king and savior of mankind. Multiple, multiple righteous spirits who also praise God for the unique miracle of Christ's birth to a virgin. And because of time, you can find that in the book of Luke chapter 2. Verse 9, 15. So an announcement was made by the angels. Hallelujah. Historical announcement that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is born on that Christmas. Well, we call it on Christmas Day. Amen. The New Testament also records a group of angels ministering to Jesus after his temptation by Satan the devil. That is in Matthew 4, 11. After Jesus had fasted and prayed, amen, the angels came to minister to him and to comfort him because he had been on a 40-day fast. Again, that is found where? In Matthew 4.11, I believe also angels that we lose angels when we fast and pray and they can come unto us and minister to us. And I think I have uh, shared with you how Nicky van der Westerhuizen and one of his workers got to the tent after a seven-day fast. And when they opened up the tent, an angel of the Lord was on the stage with an eagle. And they ran to the stage and bowed down there. And this angel let this eagle down from his arm. And when they touched this eagle, they were strengthened also. We can say that they were ministered to also. Hallelujah. And these days, New Testament days, I believe God, this can happen to any of us at any time. Amen. And then, in the book of John, chapter 5, from verse 1 to 4, it says, From the time, from time to time, an angel, the Bible says, would stir the water at the pool of Bethesda. And the first person to enter the pool after the water was stirred would be healed of their disease. So an angel brought healing in those days uh, in the New Testament, amen, where they would stir the water and bring healing for the people, amen. Then look at another uh, verse there in Luke chapter 22, verse 43, and I'm not going to read there because of time also, but it's good for us to go through. It says, God sent a spiritual messenger to Jesus to strengthen him before his suffering and his death. The Bible states just after Christ uh, urged the disciples to pray so that they did not fall into temptation, then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Hallelujah. Angels can come and strengthen us and prepare us for what's going to happen. And we, we will read later on in the book of Acts also before something terrible was going to happen to Paul or the shipwrecking and so forth. And angels appeared. An angel appeared to warn Paul concerning uh, bad tidings of things that was going to happen to them. Um, amen. Yet, we can't say bad tidings, but came to just uh, let Paul know that he was safe in the arms of God. Hallelujah. And uh, we can also have another look here. An angel appeared twice near Jesus' tomb, declaring to Mary, 
Mary Magdalene and others, that the Lord has already risen from the dead. Amen. In that Matthew 1 and into Matthew chapter 2. Amen. Let's read it. Oh, sorry. Let me read it. Matthew 28, sorry, from verse 1 to 2. Let me read that. Matthew 28, verse 1 and 2. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began dawn, toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Amen. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. In other words, those who were taking care of that tomb, soldiers and so forth, they, they fell as dead men and just laid under that power of God. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not, ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. Isn't that beautiful? The angel just gave one of the greatest messages to us. He is not here, for he's risen, as he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him, though I have told you. Amen. That is the uh, Jesus rising from the dead. Amen. That is beautiful. Hallelujah. And, and uh, uh, there are more scriptures um, in the book of uh, Mark chapter 16 between verse 5 and 6 also. He also tells them to let the other disciples know of his resurrection and that he will meet them in Galilee. Praise God. Now, let's move on also and, and see furthermore scriptures here. In the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 10 and 11, again we see two angels who look like men, appear to the eleven uh, disciples on the Mount of Olives, right after Jesus' ascension into heaven. They inform them that Christ will return to the earth in the same way he left. Amen? That's Acts 1, 10 and 11. And this is the ascension day, we would call it. Amen? And the angels told the disciples, that the eleven disciples, that Jesus would come one day, and just as he's disappeared in the way he's leaving earth, that's how he will be returning. And who gave the disciples this message? Two angels. Hallelujah. That's in Acts chapter 1, the first chapter in the book of Acts. Isn't that wonderful? By the time we get to Acts chapter 2, um, in, we already see again the power of the Holy Spirit coming down. Hallelujah. Then we see... Um, Jewish religious leaders in Jerusalem arrest the twelve apostles and put them in prison. And God sends an angel of the Lord to free them from prison. After the disciples are freed, they are encouraged to boldly continue to preach. Now, isn't that wonderful that God can set us free from any jail where the where we are maybe, maybe caught and, and, and tied up, amen? And that we found in the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 17 down to 20. I think we maybe we should just read that. Acts chapter 5. Now remember, most of the time when we see angels in action is when we are busy with God's work. Amen? We have to be busy with doing what God wants us to do. Amen? Then God will watch over us and keep us. Hallelujah. It says, Then the high priest rose up and all they that were with him 
which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. Verse 9 says, But the angel of the Lord by night appeared, uh, sorry, opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go and stand and speak in the temple to the people all, all the words of this life. Of, of this life. Now, isn't it wonderful? No lock, no chain can keep you when the angels come and set you free. Let us be free in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You have power in your mouth just to break the power of the devil if he's trying to bind you in any way. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, uh, again, let me just repeat that when we see the angels coming and interacting, it's always when God's people are busy with God's work. Amen. And um, and God will make sure that as we continue to preach the gospel, as we go out, hallelujah, God will give us an angel to watch over us and keep us. Well, let's look at another example here. An, an angelic being appears to a Roman centurion named Cornelius in a vision. Amen. Okay, before we get there, sorry, let me just back up a bit. Uh, where we see an angelic, an, an uh, angelic being appears to Philip, the evangelist. And commands him to travel to Gaza. During his travel he runs into an Ethiopian eunuch. Explains the gospel to him. And ultimately uh, baptizes this, this eunuch. Amen. Uh, I'm sure this is now getting direction. And again look at this. When we are busy with God. Hallelujah. There comes a time when God wants certain things. Needs to be done. Amen. That God will send angels. Amen. To guide us. And show us which way to go and what to do. Amen. Acts, let's read it in the book of Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Uh, Acts, sorry, Acts chapter 8, <clears throat> um, from verse 26. Amen. Are we all there? Okay, let's read it together. <clears throat> it says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south unto the way, and go and that go down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem to work for to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot, and he read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And we know that Philip ran, joined himself unto this eunuch, and got the man saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, just for time's sake that uh, I just read it very quickly. So an angel coming to give direction in ministry. And uh, well, well, we can't just pray and say, God, give us direction in ministry and send your angel to show us. God will do that. It's divine. We cannot pray for it. It just happens as God wills that an angel will come. Amen. Well, let's go now to the scripture. We, are, uh, we went to in Acts 10 between verse 3 and 7, and we all know the story, an angel, an angelic being appears, sorry, to a Roman centurion named Cornelius in a vision, and informing him to seek out the apostle Peter. And Cornelius and his family are baptized, becoming the first non-Jewish converts to Christianity. Isn't that wonderful? Again, did you notice an angel is involved here, because a new dispensation is started. The gospel to the Jews as, uh, uh, has been running, and now it was time for the gospel to go to the, un the, the non-Jews or, or non-Jewish converts, amen, or non-Jewish people, amen. 
So we find this, that now the gospel was now ready to go throughout the world to all nations, tribes and tongues. Amen. And, and Peter, we see then Acts 12, verse 1 and 10. Okay, let me first finish this one in Acts 10, verse 3 and 7. That's the, the vision of Cornelius uh, in the book of Acts 10, from verse 3. Okay. It's, it says, um, a devout man, verse 2, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying uh, unto him, Cornelius, and when he had looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that God takes note of all people's givings where his work is concerned and where people are blessing his children, hallelujah. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Hallelujah. And through, uh, we know the rest of the story. By this way, we see that Cornelius and his whole family got saved and got baptized with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, another one, Acts 12, from verse 1 to 10. And it's a lot to read there. But after Peter's thrown into prison by Herod Agrippa, God sends an angel to free him and lead him to safety. And, and the Bible shows that they were thrown in the deepest part of the prison. Amen. And uh, you can read that from Acts 12, from verse 1 down to 10. And God brought Peter out, freed him, set him free. Thank God we have angels to set us free. I remember one time when uh, Reinhard Bonker shared this, that he got off at the airport and suddenly there was these guys that said, well... Um, they are taxi and they can take him to where he need to go. This is somewhere up north in Africa. And Reinhard Bonker put his goods in his little case and got into the back of the taxi. And when he got into the back of the taxi, two, two other guys jumped in at the back of the taxi and sat next to him. And they started riding. But these guys were absolutely quiet first. And then the one the driver in front started speaking in his language to them. And uh, these guys... They just said dead still, just dead still and, and started answering back the, the, the driver. And they rode for a while, for a while, and then suddenly this taxi just stopped. And these two guys at the back jumped out and the driver jumped out and they all ran away. And Reinhard Bonker said when he was finished with the crusade, he met one of these guys. And, and these guys, and they said they had jumped into this taxi with the mindset to rob him. And they said as they sat next to him, they could not move. They were sort of paralyzed. And the guy in front that was driving said, now why aren't they robbing him and, and, and you know, uh, doing what they're supposed to do as thieves and robbers? Maybe they even wanted to kill Reinhard Bonka. And these guys probably answered him and said, we can't move. We tied up. <laughs> and they probably recognized that Reinhard Bonka was of God. Amen. And, and that's why they just jumped up and they ran off. They jumped out of that car and they ran off. Amen. Okay. And uh, let's see now. They're in Acts 27, verse 23 down to 24. Again, I'll just summarize quickly what happens there. An angel appears to Paul in a dream while he's sailing as a prisoner to Rome. He's told that he will not die during the journey, but rather will appear before Caesar. The messenger also states that Paul's prayer, that all those aboard, Paul, Paul must pray that all those aboard the ship are saved. Amen. And, 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 and the angel came to say that, that uh, 
Paul's prayer was answered and that all those on the ship, their lives will be saved. Amen. They will not lose one life, but they did lose their goods. Amen. So your prayers also um, is powerful before God. And God will let you know sometimes through angels that your prayers has been answered. And as I said earlier on, that uh, this journey was a very, very uh, uh, disastrous journey on the ship because that they had, they had the shipwreck and uh, they lost all their goods. But thank God they didn't lose any life because Paul had prayed for them. And even before Paul left, he sensed in his spirit, he said, he told them that I perceive in my spirit that this journey was going to be one, a very bad journey uh, of, of uh, uh, bad sailing. Amen. Uh, anyway, sometimes we need to just recognize also when we're not feeling well, we need to pray about what's going on. If Paul, Paul, when Paul perceived it in his spirit, this is what we can gather from this, is that he prayed about the journey. And then the angel came to give him an answer about what was going to happen on this journey. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. So these are all examples in the New Testament of angelic or angels working. And did you notice again, I need to just... Again, just repeat this, that these angels were busy, especially when we are busy with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I don't mind to repeat this, that, you know, when we started getting ready for crusading, and oh, it was so heavy on my heart that we should get the gospel going, get the gospel out. And we needed a tent, and uh, we needed also to get ground. This was during the apartheid days, they wouldn't give us the ground, and we had applied for the first crusade to be held in extension, uh, really extension in, in extension 7. And they wouldn't give us the ground. And well, thank God, we prayed. And uh, thank God for the obedience of Sister Mabel on our one Monday night prayer meeting. We, see, we were concerned about God's work. We wanted to get the work out. Sister Mabel had a dream and that she saw the angel of the Lord. And I got into the felt praying. And the Lord said, tell the angels... And you know, just to cut a long story short, the Lord, I was on the felt praying on the mind dump, and the Lord said, tell the angel, you see that mind dump while I was standing, it just went quiet, absolutely quiet. Uh, first there was a wind, and suddenly there was no wind, suddenly that was dead still, and like hundreds and thousands of needles went through my body, and the Lord said this, tell the angel to go forth. And I knew what the Lord meant, because Sister Mabel had told us about the angel, Amen. And the Lord said, tell the angel to go forth and get the ground and get the tent. And I did that. And within three weeks, we had the ground and the tent. Oh, um, then I was amazed at how quick angels got things done for us. Well, we don't see much angelic work because maybe it's because we don't work much. Amen. Okay. I'm going to close down. But let me just say that uh, in the book of Revelations, there's so much angelic work there. And just like I said, it's more, it is... Angels busy also uh, concerning history, completing or doing the will of God uh, throughout the nations of the world. Um, and and it will be good, the Bible says, whoever reads the book of Revelations will be blessed by it. And so you'll see a lot of work by angels, different angels. Amen. Well, I'll just read the one in the book of Revelations, chapter 1, verse 1. One of the greatest uh, interactions with angels occurs with uh, Apostle John, uh, not John the Baptist, but Apostle John, amen? John the beloved disciple on the island of Patmos. A journey, and, and uh, he was exiled there. 
And he had to reveal the prophecies of what was going to happen. So the Apostle John in the vision takes a prophetic little book from the hand of an angel. The Spirit tells him, take it and eat it, and it shall make your belly bitter, but in your mouth it shall be sweet as honey. And we find that in the book of Revelations 10, 8 and 9. Hallelujah. Well, I trust people. There's much more that we could say about angels, but we will do one final lesson in which we will just summarize how angels uh, can help us as the children of God. And again, let's go back and just remind ourselves, why are we teaching on angels? Because we believe there will be a host of angels being released on the earth so that God can finish quickly. Churches may finish their visions and goals. Men and women can finish what God had sent them forth to do upon this earth. Hallelujah. And not only that, angels will be, 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 they will be bringing incredible miracles. Uh, there will be probably incredible signs and wonders also before the church leaves this earth. And this, some of this will be the work of, the, of angels. Hallelujah. And thank God, did you notice that we did not read about bad angels in the New Testament because God wants us to focus on His angels, the good angels that are sent to minister unto those who are heirs of salvation according to the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. Hallelujah. And so we, we declare, thank you Lord, we will declare, thank you Lord for the work of angels in our lives, in Living Word Revival Ministries. Hallelujah. And we give them charge also, angels, to uh, help us in this time of lockdown, that nothing shall come near our dwelling place. Amen. That the no diseases, no sicknesses, according to Psalm 91, will come near our dwelling places. Hallelujah. No plagues. Amen. Because God has given His angels charge to watch over us and keep us in all our ways. We agree on this and we take it in Jesus' name. And let's pray and give God thanks. Hallelujah. Father, we say thank you for the angels. We thank you, Lord, that um, for the testimony that none of your children, Lord, born-again children will ever get this COVID-19, this coronavirus disease. Those who, Lord, who have made thee their dwelling place, who has made thee, Lord, their hiding place, who seeks thee every day, who is in your word every day, that they are covered by your blood, they are covered, O Lord God, by the power of the word and the Holy Spirit and the most, and they're also covered at this time, Lord, according to Psalm 91 by your angels that watches over us and keeps us in all our ways. Hallelujah. We give you thanks, Lord, that angels also, Lord, will come in and gather the finances. We pray that living word of mighty God at this time uh, has fallen behind on budget, Lord, and we are praying together that, Lord, finances will be loose from the north, the south, the east and the west. And the angels go forth and gather in and bring in that finances in Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. And thank you. All our debts are paid up. Lord, even our personal debts, that angels go forth and they bring in the finances. And we bind, continue to bind the devil in Jesus' name. We thank you for all this, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the praise. And we say thank you, Lord, for allowing your angels also to minister unto us in all the different and various ways. In Jesus' name we say, Amen and Amen.